Hey, welcome back to the Coffee with Content Creators podcast. My name is Rob Alasabas. Hey, in this episode, I want to talk about something that we all are very familiar with as content creators, and that is editing. I don't edit very rarely, actually. Very rarely do I edit. If you have been watching some of my content on YouTube and also the video podcast, very rarely do I ever edit anything. Um, (laughs) And that's really weird for me to say out loud, but as a content creator, I know that editing is such a uh, a big part of our our lives, um, you know, and it's kind of an expected thing, of course. But, you know, for me to edit a video would have to be a really, 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 really important video for me to 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 take the time to edit it. You know, it could be something for um, perhaps a virtual summit or uh, it's probably something where I'm doing it for Uscreen. Um, you know, something really, really big, maybe an ad that I'm editing for, uh, you know, for Uscreen or maybe it's a sponsored video that's gonna be going on the brand's channel. You know, it has to be something really, really big. You know, um, I've learned that editing is such a bottleneck for me as a content creator. I learned this probably after year one, to be honest. Um, maybe even year two to be a little bit more real and truthful is that, yeah, probably in the first couple years, I've I edited every video, put all the transitions, you know, the, 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 the different layers and the J edits and all those things. But I've just learned that editing is such a bottleneck for me. And so, you know, I know that there's other solutions out there. I don't have to edit videos myself. I know that there's a lot of my friends that are content creators that, um, you know, don't edit ever, you know, right from day one, they, they knew this. And so, you know, I know that you can sign up for an editing service. Um, which are all really great. Uh, I've had experiences working with editing services, you know, when I was at uh, TubeBuddy, um, even here at Uscreen, you know, to some degree. Um, and I actually have some really good friends that run companies that this is all they do. They, they have an editing service. Um, I also know that I can hire a part-time or a full-time virtual assistant or, you know, an outsourced editor um, for me. And that's that's also something I've done in the past Um, and, you know, have had some good experiences. But I'll tell you now that I really can't let go of that part of the creative process, you know, the editing part of the creative process. Um, I know that it's my videos and it's, you know, my voice and, you know, my words and, you know, me on on screen. But there's something about it where someone is editing that content and for me it's a bit of a disconnect and so um you know to let go of that part of the creative process at least for now is something that i'm just you know struggled to do and so um and it's it is definitely something that i know is a bit of a hindrance uh, but you know it's just something that i've just decided that it's just not a solution that I'm gravitating to. Uh, I think it's great solutions to hire an editing service or hire a part-time or full-time editor. I think those are great solutions. Uh, but for me, this is just not the route that I've taken. And so also, I guess I'd, I'd also like to mention that, you know, it's not a fully hands-off thing to hire an editor. 
Um, it still takes time. I've done this myself, whether it's a, 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 part, uh, a part-time or full-time um, you know, editor that's in-house or outsourced, or it's an editing service, there's still time that you need to take to get those solutions up and running, to give feedback, approve things, all sorts of stuff like that. So what I've resorted to is just not editing, you know, and trying to, you know, create a workflow with creating content that requires as little or if any, uh, editing at all uh, as possible. Um, and so, you know, this is probably the reason why I love this podcast. Um, you know, A, it's long form content usually. Um, so there's a lot of margins for a slower paced video uh, to take time, to pause, to really go deeper into a topic, into a thought, into a conversation. Um, and because, you know, I really find that editing, you know, editing videos is really, really for when you're creating quicker paced content, like for YouTube, for example, um, you know, where the attention span of the viewer is super short, really, really short. And you need to hit them with, you know, open up new curiosity, curiosity. I can't, I don't know why I'm having a hard time saying it curiosity loops every few seconds you need to do jump cuts and all sorts of you know taking out the silences and even the in between your sentences there's a bit of a you know a half millisecond uh gap where i you know you need to take that out to really be effective in the most cases um and so you know i've also sort of i guess straight away from short form videos like instagram reels or shorts um, you know, I, I do upload those, but they're usually, um, and I'm laughing because they're usually mini vlogs of, you know, quick clips that I put together in InShot or directly within, you know, the Instagram editing tools um, with a template or something. Um, you know, when I share uh, little videos of me traveling for work or vacations with the family you know we recently went to spain and bars and uh and portugal and i uploaded some reels you know but they're really just short clips of our travel um you know and i'll also do the same thing when i go to conferences for work um and so they're not really the same type of tutorial content educational content that you would find in my long form videos on youtube um and so again very little editing. It's really just uploading, selecting some videos, some clips from my phone. And Instagram or InShot does the rest. And I just upload it, add a caption, and, and that's done. And it's really just me for like, it's really more for documenting those memories um, that we can look back at and, you know, kind of enjoy and say, hey, that's kind of like your, uh, almost your uh, home videos. You know, this, our, our generation's version of home videos, right? And so that's really what I use it for. And again, so very little editing. Um, and so I guess, you know, in, in this episode of the podcast, if I want to share, you know, a few things that I do to minimize my editing, uh, and hopefully, you know, you, you, you can take some of these ideas, some of the things that I do and apply it to your own uh, creation process and, and minimize some of your editing as well. Um, even if you're still editing, this may help to reduce some of that editing time that you are taking. And so uh, there's a few things that I do. And so the first one is to come up with bullet points for your videos. 
um, include prompts. You know, I usually have a Google Doc and I put just, just bullet points of ideas that I want to share within that topic. Um, and it usually will just have prompts to get me into those topics and those sections of the video. Um, I, you, you can also script out a video. I have tried scripting out in the past. Uh, I don't script out videos anymore unless, like I said, unless it's a really, 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 really important video, um, you know, for a virtual summit or presentation or something like that. But otherwise, I'm bullet pointing. Um, if scripting works for you and your mind works best that way, great, go for it. That's great. Um, you know, when I tried scripting and I used to script everything for a season, um, word for word, uh, I ended up sounding very robotic, right? It's just natural. When you're reading, you sound almost robotic and, and you don't rely and there's no, unless you practice and, and you really teach yourself to be relaxed when you're scripting, you can end up sounding very robotic and so I've learned to bullet point instead and that's really allowed me to be way more casual and sound like a human being. This is what I have right now. I do have my script. You'll see me looking this way to my screen um, and I have bullet points. I don't have a script. Sorry. So I, I think I said I scripted there, um, but I have my bullet points here in a Google Doc. Um, if you want to see it, let me know in the comments or, you know, send me a DM. I'm happy to share this with you. The next thing that I do is that is to really take your time. Um, don't rush your words. When you rush your words, you tend to use words like um, like I just did, or uh, you know, and, and so, you know, and so you do those things. But if you take your time, it allows you to really allow your thoughts and your spoken words, your brain and your mouth to sync up and you have less ums and you know, those unnecessary filler words, right? When you rush, you get flustered. So you need to learn to slow down. And like I said, allow your thoughts and your spoken words to sync up your brain and your mouth to sync up. The next thing is be really gracious with yourself. When you fumble on some words, it's going to happen. It's okay. You're human. You're going to actually come across more genuine when you're imperfect like that. When you have such a perfect delivery. It's really good, good too. I wish I did, but it becomes a little bit more polished and some people, it, it doesn't resonate as well, in my opinion, um, with most people, right? People like to see that you're human, that you're imperfect, that you may have a filler word here and there, and that's totally fine. That's how people are. When you have conversations with them, they have filler words. It's okay. They repeat themselves every now and then. That's totally fine. And you fumble and you say, oh, you know what? I was actually, you know, yeah, let me go back to this thought, right? That happens. So unless you're a professional actor with crazy memorization skills, you're going to fumble on some words every now and then. And that's totally fine. Be gracious with yourself. All right. Don't forget to look at the camera. Make eye contact. I try to do that as best as I can. It is kind of weird in the beginning because there's nobody there. It's just a lens. It's just a camera. It's just a round thing with a little piece of glass that you're looking at. But, you know, one thing that I like to do is I'd like to pretend like I'm talking to an old friend. It's kind of cheesy, but it works, right? You're pretending to talk to an old friend. Um, I've even seen some creators. I don't do this, but I've seen some creators when I go to conferences, when I visit their studios. They have a little photo of a friend, somebody, their spouse, their kids, right above the webcam or the camera. 
so that they don't forget to make eye contact with the camera. Um, it's a quick tip, it works for some people. You may not need to do that. Some people will just put a red dot or some people will put a little sticker like smile, you know, a little post-it note or, or some type of uh, tag, you know, those label makers, you can use those as well. Um, I have mine right here. I look the word Canon for some reason, so I have a Canon camera. And so I just look at that and I just, you know, try to talk to the camera that way. Now, next thing here is that if you're using tools like StreamYard to record your videos, for example, or live stream, there's tools there uh, that allows you to preset text overlays. So this means like you can pretext banners that come in and out. And that really is such a useful tool. You can use these to use your different bullet points that you've written already and turn them into overlays in a list. And you can go down the list and really pop those overlays into the screen to serve two purposes. One, visual visuals for your audience. It just makes it more interesting that it's not just your face. There's some things coming in. There's text coming in and out. It's really cool. It's really interesting. There's things moving. It's not just a talking head. Also secondary, more for you, is that it's also cues for you on your talking points. You can go down the list and say, okay, cool. Next, My next talking point is this. I'll put it on the screen. Great. There you go. Also, hot tip is that when you are uploading your videos to YouTube, this makes it really easy for you to then put, look through and scrub through your video and find when those overlays are changing and use those as your, your chapters uh, for your timestamps um, in your video so that you can get chapters, which is great. We can nerd out on that, but using chapters is great. All right. And so just keep practicing. Keep practicing. The more you do this format of creating, the more consistent you'll be as a content creator. That definitely is the truth. The truth for me. I used to have, you know, long gaps where I wouldn't upload any content. I wouldn't publish any content because I just didn't have time to edit, honestly. And so by reducing my editing work and, and almost really eliminating it for the most part, I've been able to be more consistent. I just create the content, I share my thoughts, my ideas, have conversations on podcasts, and I upload it. And I'm on to the next one. I'm commenting, I'm engaging, but I'm on to the next one. I don't overthink, um, you know, that piece of content too long. I upload it. I, I am secure in the fact that it's the best content that I can share um, at the moment, and I hope that it helps other people. And then I engage in the in the in the in the comments. There you go, fumbling again. All right. And so honestly, this skill will overflow into other aspects of your life. Um, I know for me, being a creator that is really focused on not editing, so trying to get it as best as possible in one take is really helped me in public speaking, uh, presenting during meetings at work, presenting your ideas, and even having conversations in real life, talking to my family, talking to friends in real life, and sharing those ideas. You know, the practice of simply bullet pointing your videos alone builds your skill to organize your ideas, to rank your ideas from most important to least important, how to flow from one idea to another idea and so on. There's a lot of things and we can kind of nerd out on that in a future video as well. But this whole process has really been way more helpful 
in other aspects of my life, not just creating, you know, YouTube videos or podcast episodes. And so I hope that helps you out. Let me know what you think of this format of creating content. I'd love to hear whether you agree or disagree, right? This is an open forum. This is a community here with other creators. And so we don't all have to agree with each other. I know that there's creators out there, friends of mine, really good friends of mine that are meticulous when it comes to editing. Uh, they are hardcore scripters, you know, and so that's totally cool too. I'd love to learn from you. There might be something that I'm not doing. There's definitely something that I can learn from everybody. And so before we close off, got to do some housekeeping. want to say thank you to our friends at StreamYard for sponsoring this video. They are the best live streaming platform out there. You go and there's tons of videos on my channel. There's also a link in my description here or in the show notes, if you're listening to this on the podcast, to get a free trial of StreamYard. So make sure you do that so that you can check them out. They're a great company. Love what they do over there. Let them know that Rob sent you. And I hope this video has been of value to you. And I'll see you in the next unedited video. Take care.